0: Hello and welcome to the Sounder Podcast, the podcast dedicated to the war on hogs. I'm your host, Charlie Lobner. Thank you so much for tuning in. Got a great show for you. I am, I finally was able to get out and do some work on the property, getting ready for deer season, getting the feeders filled, doing some tree trimming, some shredding. And we have two feeders up and running now. We have two cameras out and about and They've been running for about a week and I am trying to be patient and let them go for another week, but I don't know if I can. I might I might go out this weekend and go pull some SD cards just to see if anything has showed up. But I'm I'm not very confident that they found it that fast. And the whole reason I'm not confident that they're not at the feeder yet is because we still have water transfer crews on the property pumping water out of the river. Um they got a big hose strung through the field and there's just been a little traffic in and out of the property on the river. So I don't, I mean, I have seen some deer on the property. I've seen signs of deer on the property, see some tracks and all that. So they're not, they're not too scared, but I just don't see them really coming in regularly until people are off the river. And I don't know how much longer that's going to be. Shouldn't be all that much longer, but they are still there. And So I got that working against me, and then on top of that, um, we have the cornfield across the road from us, several hundred acres of corn. Uh, They had a really good crop this year, and it's not quite harvested. They started, they did like their first run, I think it was just a test run to see, make sure all the equipment worked. And so that should be harvested, I would think, in the next week or so. Um, That's going to be good for us, uh, for one, for bird hunting um two it's going to take away a lot of food off the menu for them pigs and stuff now they will still be out there a couple weeks after they harvest that field um but if if they do hunt that field for pigs as soon as it's harvested and they pressure them out of there there's a good chance that those pigs are going to end up looking for another source of food and that's probably when they'll find the feeder and stick around. So that's just been the thing that's happened in the past few years. I don't have a lot of activity until those fields are harvested and uh, that's, that's fine. Uh, Right now I'm pretty much just feeding the birds and the raccoons and, but it's going and that gives me a little peace of mind. I, I wanted to get it going over a month ago and I just put it off, put it off. We had other things happening and then by the time I decided to get it going, I realized, oh, crud, there's a giant black hose crossing the field right there. I have no point of entry to that side of the property because there was no ramp. So got in touch with the guys with the water transfer company. They brought in the ramp. I was able to get the skid steer in there, do some cleaning, and then get the truck in there, fill the feeder and all that. And, and by the way, I, I've been using this all-seasons feeder. It was a gift given to me from my father-in-law like five years ago. And I have not – he, he, I think, had the same – it's an all-seasons feeder battery and motor and everything. I haven't done any changes to this feeder since he's given it to me. Uh, Pretty much just set out there the only thing I've ever done is put corn in it. But that battery, knock on wood, has been – it's the same battery for the past five years. It's got a solar panel on it. And that solar panel has done its job, kept that battery charged. And I I have no complaints with this feeder. It has been the best, most reliable feeder I have ever had. And that is not a paid advertisement. Uh, just throwing out there, all-seasons feeder makes a great feeder. And it's, it's the stand-and-fill 600-pound, I believe. Uh, but just been a great feeder. And if you're looking for something reliable, if you're tired of having... You bad bad. I have bought these all season feeder batteries before because it's convenient for me. The gas station uh, in town carries all their product: the motors, the batteries, uh, spinners, just everything that you might need. Solar panels, stuff like that. In case you need to do replacement parts, you need to have those. At, you know, instead of ordering them online, I can just drive in to town and pick them up. And I've bought these batteries before for other devices. My uh, my slow glow lights. Um, other feeders that I have that aren't all season feeders brand and I've been very happy with them. They've been top notch, but this one, like I said, it's been going on for five years and I'm just very impressed with that. Now I said that I'll probably go out today and, and it'll be dead and not work anymore. And I'll have to buy a new one, but still you're, you're going to spend about 20 to $25 on these little 12 volt batteries. And if you get five years out of it, like that's money well spent. So I have bought some other 12 volts before that were just junk. Got me like six months down the line, and they don't work anymore. They won't take a charge, but I've been very happy with this brand and all their products. So, so far, you know, I can't afford, I can't afford their blinds and stuff. Their blinds look amazing, Um, like a small apartment living, but I, I hope to have something like that one day, but right now, I got the feeder, and I'm I'm going to use it until it literally rusts out at the bottom, but it is just a well-built feeder, a feeder that you're going to have for several, several years. Like I said, my father-in-law bought this thing. I think he ran it for a couple of seasons, and then he gave it to me. So it's about seven years old now and just been great. And I've I've seen pigs dribble up on this thing. Coons have been all over it. Uh, deer have raked it with their antlers. It's just taken some abuse, and it still looks good it still runs good and that's all i got to say about it but if you're interested in a really good quality feeder they're not the they're not necessarily the most budget friendly um if you price them compared to other feeders but there's a reason for that they're built well they work well and you're not going to be constantly having to fix it they throw the hell out of corn and uh the settings everything that they come with their timers and stuff are just very easy to work you don't have to act you don't have to be a genius to get it programmed. It's very, very simple. So, all seasons feeder. If you're looking for one, that's what I recommend. Uh, but there are some other brands out there that are just as good. I got friends that have them. Uh, it's going to come down to your preferences and what you like and what you're looking for and what your budget is. So, but that's that's that. Um, got that going. I got the trees trimmed, ready for ready for my tree stand to be moved. And there's a there's a lot of thought that's gone into this and I don't know if it's going to work. So I'm kind of, I'm switching spots as far as where I hunted last year in the stand. I did have success last year, but I wasn't happy with my entry point. And I didn't realize this until I started hunting that spot that the trail I was walking was the same trail that the deer and the pigs were coming in on. So if I did a morning hunt and I walked this trail, or any hunt, for that matter, in the evenings, whatever it may be, where the, my entry point, where I was coming in at, I was leaving a scent trail. And I still had success in this, which is honestly why I, I think a lot of the stuff that you see is advertised as far as scent cover. And all. I think a lot of that's hoopla. Does it, it's, 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 it's just a lot of – I don't want to necessarily say that it's garbage, but, I mean, come on you're going to have special, like, scent-free detergent and all these sprays. And, you know, I I just don't fall for it because I walk these trails, and 30 minutes later, there's a deer coming in hot on that same trail, you know, and pigs too. Pigs have probably the best nose in our area, and if the pigs are going to come in on the same trail that you just walked, I mean, my, I don't do any of that stuff. My my clothes that I hunt in are usually, you know, stuffed in the bottom of the drawer with all my other clothes or they're in the closet hanging up with all of my other clothes. My boots are right next to the door, you know, half chewed on by my dogs and, you know, my kids play with them. And there's just a lot of scent from my house that's attached to my clothes. And I know this, and, you know, my we wash our clothes with, like, regular Gain detergent, so there's scent with that, you know. And what I'm saying is, I don't feel like it's necessary to like spray the bottom of your boots and do all this other stuff and spend you know hundreds of dollars, you know, in a couple seasons. Because I mean, you go out and buy a big thing of spray, that's 15 bucks right there, 10 15 bucks, depending on which one you get. You get the detergent, you know. That stuff's not cheap. You got special deodorants and sprays and stuff now, you know, for your face. You got this thing, this Ozonics uh, thing that's supposed to create, like, its own ozone layer around you or, or I don't know. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. It It's just weird. I, I believe in, you know, obviously not going out and wearing, like, a ton of cologne, but I believe in, in things like using scent to help draw deer in you know um doe estrus and stuff like that but i don't really feel like it's necessary to to run a bunch of scent cover um as long as you're not wearing a ton of cologne and all that like i said i um i've gone to the point of like if i do a morning hunt i'm probably not going to brush my teeth until like after the hunt um which to some of you may sound disgusting but I, you know that can I feel like if I'm using a lot, like my toothpaste got like a really um, heavy mint flavor to it and a heavy mint scent, I I feel like that could possibly be caught up. But then again, I don't know how they would react to that. You know, Um, a new scent to them for a big buck, I would think that just because of his instincts, he'd probably take it as it's a new scent to me. I don't know what that is. I feel uncomfortable. I'm going to dip out um if that's something that he's never smelled in that area before i think that these deer get very used to the common sense um that are in that area and when something presents itself that's new it puts them on high alert um that being said too and i i've heard guys go like don't hunt don't overhunt a spot you know don't go in there and don't and i'm i'm one of those guys you know Um, I was one of those guys that didn't want to overhunt a spot, but last year I stuck to the same stand over and over and over again. And I had success in that stand. Um, and I feel kind of like it's because they got a little used to my scent, um, being there so much, going there twice a day, sometimes, you know, on the weekends and just really being repetitive. I, I think it helped. And, and that's my opinion. I, I think that they, you know, if now if you're going out there every time and killing something, you know, they might distinguish that smell as, oh, well, last time I smelled that, you know, I saw my buddy get stuck with an arrow, you know. But if they're coming in and they're smelling it and you're passing these deer and you're passing these deer and you're passing these deer and then eventually like year two or three of watching it, you know, it's there, it smells you. It might not even think twice about it. Um, that's just my opinion. I don't know, but I think a lot of it's, you know, a mar. it's obviously a marketing thing. You know, there's a, there's a whole industry behind whitetail hunting and and hunting as a whole now, uh, it is, everything is advertised. I can't, I don't even watch shows on TV anymore for hunting because it's five minutes of hunting and 15 minutes of commercials. And I'm, and even the hunting, everything is a new product, a new product, a new product. And I'm so sick and tired of it. It's like, you know, I, I get it. If, you, if you're using something and you like it, I get it. Like I just did with, with the feeder. Talk about it. it. It's a great product. There's nothing wrong with that. But to go out and just shove this information down people's throat, thats to try to sell a product, I, you know, and I get it. You have to have sponsors when you're having these shows to help pay for everything. But it's just too much. It's become, like, it's driven me away from it. I used to be the kind of guy that would sit on a Saturday morning and watch hunting show after hunting show all the time. But I just got so tired of the advertisements. And I, it really steered steered me away from that. And so if there's anybody that's listening to this that has any kind of pull in, in these shows, I I really feel, and this is just, just my opinion y'all are obviously doing well you got shows that are running for years and years and years and all that and y'all are doing great but it's annoying it's it's very annoying and, and there's a bunch of us out there that if we are still watching your shows we're recording everything and trying to skip through as much of it as possible but you know the advertisements are just way too much I don't even like going on YouTube anymore because same thing if you don't buy the premium you just get flooded with you know Ads and ads and ads. I can't do anything without more ads, and it's very annoying. That's all I got to say about that. It's just annoying. But anywho, moving my stand, and I got way off topic there, but I'm moving my stand and I'm moving it because I think I'll be able to play the wind really well because I'm moving the stand. In a different area, an area that they know very well, that they're very comfortable with. I am watching this little corridor, this this trail that they've been using the past three years. I have tons of video footage of, of deer and hogs coming in and out of this trail. I have tons of video footage of them coming out the opposite direction off the creek bottom. It's a highway. It's a natural highway. It was a highway even when I wasn't feeding there, and they just crossed through there a lot, and I feel like it's going to have a lot of success. The feeder is in place to get them to stop. I need them to stop, but it's going to be a very close quarters hunt. I think if they come off this trail, I should have a shot within 10 yards, which is basically me shooting almost straight down. Um, but they should pretty much walk almost right in front of me. And that's going to be deer and pigs. I should have – I'm going to be setting up my my feeder light that I won in the tournament uh, through the Army Hog Hunters tournament last year. I will be putting that up here soon, getting them used to that. That's the pigs, by the way. I'm not hunting deer at night, but I I do want the deer to get used to it, just so that they will come in and feed at night. Still, um, I don't want them to get spooked by that light. It will be a, a new t post that I will probably have it on, and it's just it'll be something that they're not used to. And I want them to get used to it as soon as possible before the season starts, and so I can go out there and and do those those long sits sit in the evening and and deer hunt until the sun goes down when the light comes on it's a full-on hog hunt and i'd love to to stick a pig at night with my bow in that spot like that do a hunt like that so still gotta do that but the feeder's running and i will be posted up in in a tall knockaway tree this tree has grown it's probably the straightest knockaway tree i've ever seen and uh Because it was surrounded by a bunch of other larger trees, it had no choice but to grow straight up. And the wind should be coming from my, more towards my my left to my right. And depending on which direction north it comes out of, it should kind of be funneling away from the feeder out into that open field. So unless they come from that open field behind me, which they've, I don't think I've ever seen them come from that way. My the, the past three years of sitting in this spot, I should be safe. Um most of them are gonna be coming from upwind from me on the river bottom. They might occasionally come, you know, from the creek, but for the most part, the big boys are gonna be coming from that river bottom, I think. So I'm I'm pretty pretty confident in this spot just because I've hunted it with rifle in the past. And, uh, I'm just ready to get out there and see what happens. It's going to be very close quarters. Like I said, I'm going to have to be very quiet. I'm going to have to be very patient. And with the couple of bucks that are on my radar, especially that one being a six and a half year old this year, if he shows his face, that's going to be a, that's going to be a tough hunt. He, they don't get that old on small low fence properties by being stupid. So he's obviously a very smart deer He's a deer that I'm going to have to put a lot of time and effort in. And I've been doing that. And I feel like, you know, I know enough about this deer. I'm pretty confident. That's why I moved into this spot. Um, I have a ton of footage of him coming up off this trail. And I think it's going to happen. I think, you know, in a a perfect world, it's going to happen. But we don't live in a perfect world. Anything can happen when you're out there in the woods. And I don't know you know, that being said, I don't know what's going to show up. You know, he's definitely on my target list, but there's, I'm not against uh, other, other deer either. And I've been going through my camera, uh, not my camera, but my, my computer on all the files I've had in the past couple of years. And there's some deer that like, I kind of forgot about those guys. And if they show up, it's going to be hard to pass them, but the pig hunting is going to be an absolute blast. And I feel like this is the year, you know, that I'm really gonna get tuned in with the bow. Last year was an experimental season, playing with it, and I had a lot of fun with it. But I think this year, now that I've kind of broken myself into it, I I know what to expect, and uh, I'm ready. I'm ready to get out there and do some some serious night hunting. I'd like to put my goal last year. My I got one one big. Bore last year i i would like to triple that if i can get three hogs my bow this year i will be very happy so that's kind of my goal from september into february so i'm keeping the bar pretty low I, i've i'm more than confident that i can get three three hogs of Course i say that and i might not get any but i'm really confident that after that cornfield is harvested we should start seeing a ton of pigs move in um and that's where those trail those yeah, those trail cameras are going to come in handy. I can see what's showing up. I can time them and and just kind of make my best guess as a hunter when to get out there and when to hunt. It's time for you as a hunter to start getting set up. We have deer still in velvet. They should be shedding shed velvet. Mm, I would I would guess late August, early September and uh which is we i've had some deer that have really held on to their velvet into late september and uh actually still had remnants of velvet throughout uh most of archery season so depends on their diet i think i think it's deer per deer but uh i think you're going to start seeing deer shed late august early september depending on depending on the deer so interested in seeing how that turns out interested to see how these deer have, have have grown one particular deer and i can't believe i didn't put two and two together um 2000 yeah 2021 i had a really pretty and symmetrical dark antlered tall narrow uh, as far as spread um eight point nothing special not even legal to shoot but a pretty buck a buck that i looked at and and just kind of, you know, thought to myself that he can be a, a really nice buck given three or four years. I think he's going to be something special. He just seemed to dear hit. He was around deer his age just by his body size. But he looked to be stronger, I guess, is the only word, word I can put. And a very nice little rack. So I kept an eye on him. And I was... I kind of feel like an idiot because I didn't see this and I didn't put two and two together. I didn't have any photos of him in 2022, at least that I thought of. But I did have one book that I got lots of video, and lots of photo on. And I didn't put it together because he had a broke off branch. And he broke off right past his G2 early before season even started. And so two things happened. I had this buck on camera multiple times, and I kind of almost ignored him because I wasn't going to hunt him, I wasn't interested in him, Uh, but I did save his his, uh, files and kept up with them, but I never like really zoomed in on him, and upon going through the old photos and videos the other day, I realized, okay, this buck looks familiar. And I went back to the eight point back in 2021 and realized, you know, oh my God, th- this is, this is the same deer. And he, if he would to broke off his branch, made one a heck of a leap. I mean, he grew a ton. And on top of that, he's got a split G2 and just went from this really pretty two and a half year old eight to what would have been a... Very nice three-and-a-half-year-old 10 with a split G2. So he should be four-and-a-half this year, and I'm excited to see him. I don't think I would take him this year, no matter how big he is because of his age. I'd like for him to go at least one more year, but he's definitely a buck that I keep my eye eye out on. There was a nine that I got back in 2021 that I am – Curious to see if he comes back around. I don't remember seeing him last year, but I did have a big white eight last year that that cruised through. like to see him. another giant ten came through last year. like to see him. There's just so many deer that I'm keeping up with now, and it's it's just awesome because I remember hunting this farm and not seeing anything and I talked about that last week and that's how I got into hog hunting was because we didn't have any deer. And now it's kind of like, you know, the, we have a ton of hogs and a ton of deer, and it's I get to, to really enjoy my hunts because I don't know what's going to happen every time I go out to the stand. And that is the best thing about low-fence properties out here in South Texas is you don't know what's going to show up. You go any farther north of us, and you start seeing axis, and you start seeing – uh, all dad and stuff up in the hill country too. So now you have a mixture of all these different breeds of, of animals that could possibly show up. You go down South and you might have a nail guy come through on and, and cross your path. I mean, so South Texas is, is an amazing place to hunt and you also have Turkey. You got a small game. I got more squirrels than I can count uh, down on that river bottom. And it's just a really fun hunt and it's going to be a fun season. I think, um, there's just so much that can happen this year, and it's up in the air. But the eight, the big eight, you know. And, and honestly, I don't even have a name for him. I've just called him Tina's buck for the past three years because that was a buck that we decided on letting my sister-in-law shoot. And uh, you know, it it hasn't happened, and it's one of those deer where it's like, yeah, I don't think I could pass him now. Being his age, I don't know if it's gonna. It, I I couldn't. You know, I can say that wholeheartedly. I could not pass that deer if he came in front of me. Um and I think if it was to happen, you know, if if he did if we did cross paths again and I did harvest this buck, then that's how it was meant to be. Um same thing. I don't think my brother's gonna pass on him either. If if he shows up in front of my brother, that was destiny. Um and we hunt a low fence property. We may never see that buck again. That's part of it. That's hunting you have to be okay with letting that buck go and possibly never seeing him again. And I've done that to some nice bucks. They were just, I looked at them and made the judgment call. They're, they're not ready. They're young. I would much rather have that deer go out breed. And, and I think because we've done that and our neighbors have done that, God, we're starting to see some beautiful deer and it just, it's made hunting so much more enjoyable, but the pigs, Are definitely going to start showing up here soon, no doubt in my mind. As soon as that field is harvested, they're going to start popping their little heads out, and that's fun. That's a whole lot of fun. So, season's coming up. Just a reminder: get your feeders set up, get them going, get your tree stands up if you're going to be hunting from a stand. Get everything shredded. It's sneaking up fast, guys. Archery season is going to be starting September 30th, and bird season's coming up it is time so hope y'all have a great rest of y'all's week hope y'all stay cool we'll talk to y'all next week y'all have a good one don't forget before i leave uh true we're gonna be launching that really soon the hog hunting tournament will be on probably start of, uh, yeah august so got a got a couple more weeks but we'll let y'all know how that goes y'all y'all have a good one sounder podcast i'm out of here